0: With four consecutive series wins in the bag, the Mariners are down in San Diego for a quick two-game set with a very good Padres team. Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres and I are going to talk all about it. Ready, Javi? I'm always ready, man. Let's do it. Let's go. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a very special crossover between the Locked On Mariners and Locked On Padres podcast. Brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Happy Fourth of July! And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. My name is Tidy Gonzalez, host of the Locked On Mariners podcast, joined by the host of the Locked On Padres podcast, Javier Reyes. You can follow our shows on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and LO underscore Padres and follow us on our personal accounts at Dane Gonzalez, the C-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Javi at Javi Peño. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners or Locked On Padres podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So Javi... Our two teams are finally colliding. It's the Vetter Cup. The annual Vetter Cup is is underway. Uh, this rivalry that for some reason is always constantly forced, and I feel nothing when I think about the Padres, quite frankly. Uh, just going to be honest with you about it. I, I, I don't feel a single thing towards the Padres whatsoever. Uh, but it is technically a rivalry that is... That happens every single year. We do these two-game sets every single year. Uh, and uh, the first one is coming up here in San Diego starting today. And uh, we're going to ha- we're gonna see Chris Flexen versus uh, Sean Maniah Then we're going to see Logan Gilbert versus Mike Clevenger. So a couple of interesting pitching matchups over the next couple of days. And, of course, the Mariners are heading into the series. A uh, little... Uh, light-handed quite frankly mm. the jesse winker is going to be starting his six game suspension today jb crawford is returning though uh from his four game suspension for their uh their part in the uh the infamous brawl with the uh the angels i'm not sure what if you heard about it was? hobby my gosh yeah i mean just yeah. what uh,
1: time that was just, especially if you're uh, not a mariners well. or angels fan i'm just enjoying <laughs> it from the background I'm like what what happened the baseball's the last sanction the last sanctuary of, of good fights you know what I mean because they yeah. can't really happen in football they certainly can't happen in the NBA there's a lot of like mm-hmm. hold me back and baseball yeah. it's just really dumb and I, I think that we kind of have to enjoy it sometimes unfortunately though Mary's got maybe a little hosed and all that I don't know oh, just yeah. because like I get maybe being mad that Trout was almost hit and you should stand up for him but like, but Javi, 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 It was a 5-3
0: oh, no. game with the, t- and he represented the tying run in the ninth inning. And that was not intentional. <laughs> it's not intentional. There, there was no beef. I'm, I'm going to get on a rant here. <laughs> I'm going to keep Go this quick. Soon, I mean, cause, my cause listeners we, probably want
1: to hear your perspective too.
0: Go for it. I, I, All right. All right. Well, I'll keep this quick though, because I do want to mm. ask you about the Padres and, and, and mm. everything fair going enough, on with enough. them. But uh, <laughs> so it was a 5-3 game. Uh, on Saturday. There was no beef before that b- between the Angels and the Mariners, and by the way, a week beforehand, Michael Lorenzen hit Justin Upton in the head with a fastball, and we didn't mm-hmm. even think twice about it. No one caused a stir. Scott Service and the Mariners' dugout didn't stare down the Angels' dugout or anything, and I'm sure you've seen the John Boy video by now where mm-hmm. Phil yeah. Nevin and the Angels' dugout stared at them as they walked off the field and all these things, started yelling out at them, all this stuff, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so Swanson what didn't have a good fastball that night. He missed badly uh, to the to the hitter before a McKinnon, I believe. Uh, I think he had like four fastballs that are way high out of the zone. And the scouting report says that against Mike Trout, if you want any sort of chance against Mike Trout, who has absolutely destroyed the the Seattle Mariners this season as he does all the time, you're supposed to throw inside on, on him. And so Swanson threw up and into him. and the fa- you know and the ball just kind of slipped out of his hands and got up and in. It mm-hmm. didn't hit him didn't hit him. It wasn't intentional. And he came back and he walked the guy and that just seemed to be it. But they carried this beef. And really at the end of the day, I, I don't like, obviously I blame the angels for manufacturing some beef and look, they, they've been going through a pretty tough time. They have two generational talents on their team. And yet again, they're under 500 and they're, you know, with an interim manager and they're trying to create a spark. I get why they're doing it. And I feel like this was more a matter of, uh, the, you know, the angels just wanting to create a spark rather than anything to do with the mariners like i think it just you know the mariners just so happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time more or less and uh they ended up being kind of the victim of the angels' insecurity here <laughs> but uh you know i i i, I ultimately men. i ultimately blame this on the umpires mm-hmm. because uh andrew wants to, you know, they, they suddenly take Suarez or they they Suarez was supposed to start the game for the Angels. They take Suarez out. They bring Watson in as a glorified hitman. He throws at yeah. Julio. He throws above Julio's head on the first pitch of the second at bat of the game. And that should have been it right there, because mm-hmm. even people that reported for the Angels and reported for the Mariners entered that day saying like everyone at the ballpark is talking about what might happen today. Everyone's going to be talking about it. And, and and it just seems like this is going to to be something that ends up going down. And so we get to it, and, like, the umpires should have known. And it should have been over and done with there. Watts should have been thrown out. Nevin should have been thrown out, and it would have been over. And then the next sitting, and really, like, I, I'm sure you can understand, if you are going to respond in some sort of way, you get one shot. And that was their one mm-hmm. shot. They threw it at Julio's head. Should have been over. Should have been done with. All right, cool, whatever. You got your anger out? Cool. <laughs> Let's move on. Then, but then they throw out Jesse Winker the next inning and Winker, even after that was going to go to first, but the umpire still did not throw out once. He did not eject him. He was more concerned about calming Mm. Winker down, who was calmed down. He was going to go to first. Then Anthony Redon starts talking. And at a certain point, man, you got to just take matters into your own hands and You know things happen the way that they did. I'm not saying that the Mariners are above (laughs) criticism. I don't think that Winker should have went and tried to take on the entire Angels bench. It was great. Very, very very Amir Garrett esque. You know, and you know, and I don't think that you know JP Crawford should have hopped over the top and started throwing haymakers. You know, but he was also defending his guy who was getting into it with like 30 other dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you know, and I also I don't condone Jesse Winker for flipping off the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that's funny, but like also, you yeah, know, yeah. you shouldn't have done it. You know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have done it. I think we can all recognize that. But yeah, dude, just being objective, like being just an objective baseball fan here, and I've said this many times on the show since the brawl happened, is like that was completely the Angels' thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the Mariners responded. They're like at fault for some things, but like that was completely just manufactured by the Angels out of nowhere, out of nothing, literal pixie dust. Like,
1: it does didn't make sense. Yeah, that was really well said. I mean. I'm used to uh, my team hasn't really been involved in fights. The only thing that was kind of close to it was the Tatis 3-0 or when it was between our own players and our own dugout fighting each other. So other than Hmm. that, really, it's kind of like fun for me to see teams fighting because I I haven't seen that in a while, to be honest with you. It feels like we're due like at some point. But I think that the Padres are just kind of like in this position right now where because they were talking so much last year, and because mm-hmm. they had such a huge collapse from being great, by the way. It's not like they were mediocre from the start. They were amazing. And then they had a big second half collapse. And they're kind of mm-hmm. like toning it down a little bit. I think they're like, you know what? We're the last team that's allowed to like, you know, as you were saying, like manufacture some sort of hype and whatnot, and being very yeah. contriving of all that. But I mean, we're heading into this Mariners series, man. And I mean, I, for one. Yeah, like definitely uh Jesse Winker should be suspended for the series, right? Like, absolutely. I, I actually think Julio Rodriguez should be too And you know what, why not? Sure. I think that, um I think what's his face? I think that Eugenio Suarez, who's been kind of a a pretty low key been by I think by relative to where that trade was expected, Eugenio Suarez has been kind of the better in terms of succeeding expectations this is the guy who oh, yeah. like one 8 last year, whatever the heck. And I have him in my super deep fantasy league right now, and he's been awesome. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think that all the Mariners line up, maybe just for two days, because I I think just in honor of and, sure. and, and, and of the sacrifice that the Angels made, uh, I think for the Padres' sake, I think that that would be really great.
0: Javi, I'll, I'll tell you this. Even with all those guys in the lineup, you still have a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mariners have struggled
1: a little bit this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's, it's. Uh, yes, particularly uh, on the offensive side of things. I mean, even today, as we're recording this for for transparency's sake, we're recording this on Sunday. The Mariners uh, went up against a bad A's team, one of the worst teams in baseball, if not the worst team in baseball. Frankie Montes had to leave after the first inning, and the only offense came from Julio Rodriguez, and that was two yeah. runs, and that's it. <laughs> So yeah. th- this team uh, th- this lineup is not in a great place. You know, they're starting the, the shell of Justin Upton e- almost every single day. That's fun. That's uh, that's a great place to be. Uh Carlos Santana is just come out of nowhere uh that's interesting uh so we got you know 36 year old carlos santana 34 year old justin upton we got dylan moore who should probably be in triple a we got sam Haggerty, who also should probably be in triple a um yeah so it's a great time absolutely vibing right now adam frazier's like playing to his like fifth percentile basically been second (laughs) half adam frazier as i'm sure you're very familiar oh i'm very aware of the adam frazier thing he was
1: he was close To being as maligned as the padres first baseman who for listeners of lockdown mariners full transparency again i do not say the name of the guy who plays first base for the padres and it actually worked for a good month of the season Mm -hmm. um and i just do not say his name i call him the ground ball gremlin etc on audio related video podcast stuff i cannot say his name that is part of the rule and in fairness the rule has been working so far so yeah, under,
0: under, understandable. Yes, I, I I took a quick peek at fan graphs and I knew that uh this first baseman who shall not be named was uh, name was off to a pretty want, good He was he yeah. he was off to a good start. I mean, you know, technically this is going out on on your channel as well. So we we'll be safe here and we will not mention him. We okay, will not mention him. Uh but he <laughs> you know, he's he's got a wrc plus over 100. He's technically a league average hitter this year. That's hey. How about that? Great. How about that? Great. All right. So I have a question for you about the the Padres, which I still haven't even gotten gotten a chance to ask. But real quick, <laughs> we got a, a little remi- yeah. Real quick, a reminder: this uh, crossover special, this uh, crazy unhinged crossover special between Locked On Mariners, Locked On Padres, is brought to you by Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. We're talking low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is actually good for you. And the best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, whether you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent Excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now now go to built.com use promo code locked15 that's L O C K D c k 1 5 for 15% off your order again that's L O C D c k 1 5 for 15% off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners and locked on padres crossover thank you again for making us your first listen of the day so javi before we got entirely sidetracked by brawl talk i <laughs> wanted to ask you you know cuz your padres they're they're uh, they're doing pretty well right now they're 47 and 34 they're second place in the the NL West. They're in a wild card spot right now. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're doing this all without Fernando Tatis. So how are they doing this without Fernando Tatis? How have they been able to get to this point, especially after the disappointment of last season?
1: Yeah, I think it's been a combination of a few things. I think it's been good situational hitting. It's been guys that have stepped up, like your, uh, what's it called, Hassan Kim, who's playing really great defense and has at least been kind of a, a an average major league hitter on top of the good defense. And then probably, you know, even Nomar Mazzara, who they had to call up, who was kind of raking in AAA, uh, kind of a formerly highly touted guy. And he's been okay for them so far, you know what I'm saying? And then Jorge Alfaro who had like the highest swinging strike percentage in Major League Baseball history, is coming out here, and he's been a pretty good offensive catcher, especially as the second guy, technically, on the team. And I'm all of a sudden forgetting who is on the Padres, so give me one second. Uh, Who am I (laughs) blanking on right now that's been pretty good for But By by the way, I
0: I got a question for you real quick about Alfaro. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Looking like before the season started, I was looking at like you know <laughs> FanGraphs has like the death charts you know for mm-hmm. for like all the teams and it had Jorge Alfaro as a starting left fielder. Are they actually playing Jorge Alfaro in left field?
1: No, okay. I don't think they've okay. done that okay. once. Right. That is a Marlins being Marlins thing. That was okay. a fake okay. news positional versatility uh, on okay. behalf of the Marlins. That was just deciding to put someone left and not mean that they could play left. That was okay. wow that was that was that was something but yeah and then it's him and then I of course how can I get Profar, my boy jerks and who I don't know why I say his name that way but I do and he's been a delight he's been in a lot of ways what I think that Padres fans and the team itself wish that uh, Trent Christian was going to be it's a guy who doesn't strike out too much he walks his walk to strikeout ratio among outfielders is kind of up there like in terms of Uh, In in the good way, Uh, he's been good. He's hitting for more power this year, more home runs already than all of last year. He crossed that having good at bats and he's playing a decent left field. And considering that Tommy Pham last year was really bad defensively, forget the offense. He was bad there, too. But considering he was really bad defensively, that's probably something that myself um, included, looked over a little bit. Just the fact that Mm. you would be going from a, a poor defender to at least an average one. And he's been above mm. average, right? So that's been a really big thing for the team. Jake Kernworth, really slow start to the year, but has been much, much turning it up lately, which has been great. And then Machado performing like an MVP. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. probably one of the front runners right now. He's been awesome. Good situational hitting. Luke Voigt, who I can increasingly am begging him to murder me in more explicit and crazy ways on Twitter. Um, he's been ramping it up. His OPS was good last month, like 800 or something like that. He's been hitting for a lot of power, and you know the starting pitching has been fantastic, right? Uh, they've just got a really lot of depth in that starting rotation with Cotton Eye Joe Musgrove. He's been awesome. You've got Sean Mania who gives you a lot of innings, the consistency, the strikeouts, and then you've got Mackenzie Gore who's one of the league uh, National League Rookie of the Year contenders, and then you've got uh, Blake Snell. And then you've got um, <laughs> then you've got Yu Darvish, who, while his strikeout rate is low, he has been going longer into games, which mm-hmm. is good. I mean, he's been he's been a pretty good pitcher. So it's it's really a lot of depth uh, when it comes to starting pitching that they kind of can just go out there and be like, you know, what? as long as we score three four runs, we feel like we have a good shot at this. Um, and that's kind mm-hmm. of been the the winning scenario, especially with Machado playing otherworldly right now. Although they did just get their butts kicked by the Dodgers. Um, in fairness, before people freak out. It is the Dodgers, and I'm not really – I just think that for a regular season thing, I'm not expecting the Padres to always compete against them. I'm not all that concerned about that in the grand scheme of things because let's be honest, it's not like the Dodgers are immune to losing in the playoffs. So we'll figure out that when that gets there. Um, But Mm. in honor of independence day, we did not go quietly into the night. We did not vanish without a fight, my friend. All right? We did take that last game thanks to Luke Foy and a Hassan Kip home run. But that's kind of the big breakdown of the of the Padres, man. That's It's been it's been good all things considered and how much bad mojo, especially from the Tatis injury, the collapse, yeah. the fact that their roster is really weirdly constructed and they can't really necessarily just go out and spend. You know what I mean? Right. They, they don't have as much flexibility with their roster. They've been sensational all things considered.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's pretty incredible, you know, for all the reasons that you mentioned and also, you know, again, coming off of the disappointment that was last year and being without Tatis, it's just uh yeah, it's it's pretty surprising to see that, you know, we're nearing the all-star break here. We're nearing the halfway point. Uh we're basically actually uh, today is going to be the halfway point for at least for the Mariners. Uh mm-hmm. gonna be eighty one games. Um and uh the the Padres are doing what they're doing right now. And so uh, it's really exciting, and especially it's really exciting for when Tatis gets back in the fold uh, eventually. When do you think that will be?
1: Oof. That's the question, right? I mean, Tatis, mm. It's it sounded like, because it's like a couple weeks ago when he's getting his scans and whatnot. He had not really progressed the way that the team had hoped. Um, yeah. I'm also the big kind of elephant in the room is that he's still got this shoulder injury that kept him out kind of sporadically last season and this is a separate risk thing from motorcycle incident that everybody has been talking about right and, and for good reason by the way i'm not blaming everybody but so it's kind of one of those things where i didn't like the way everyone was kind of just plugging him in right they were like all right well, he's out for 3 months and we'll have mm-hmm. him by by maybe by the all-star break i don't know man like i i'm hoping that he comes back but you got to be really careful with this guy especially with his already uh checkered injury history so we're going to have to see what happens and we're gonna have to see where he plays right that's gonna be an interesting thing does he play right field like he did last year because they like kim's defense which is totally fair and maybe give tatis a little bit of a breather do they put him at dh it's gonna be really interesting obviously i want him back and obviously when he gets back he's in the lineup immediately he's just that skilled of a player but until then man i i don't know i'm hoping that he comes back but it's also i think people need to stop plugging it in This isn't someone who just sprained their ankle and they have to be out a week and a half. And you're like, yeah, you'll be back. But, you know, we'll have to see.
0: Well, and that's the thing that's going on with the Mariners right now, right? Is like Kyle Lewis has been out you know, for yeah. a considerable amount of time. He came back for yeah. four games after undergoing knee surgery and then was concussed. He was awesome and for four. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome for four games, hit a couple yeah. of home runs, including one off of Verlander. By the way, Kyle Lewis owns Justin Verlander. Just mm. want to get that out there. Uh, Go ahead now, Ty.
1: Go <laughs> Justin, ahead now, Justin, Justin <laughs> Verlander is his Go ahead son. <laughs> Any
0: who, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, he's now, you know, been dealing with a, a serious concussion. On top of that, they've been without Mitch Hanniger since the end of April. Uh, with a high ankle sprain, he's not supposed to be coming back until at least All Star break. Ty France has been on the IL for the last you know couple of weeks uh, with a, a grade two flexor strain in his left elbow, um, and it's like he, he's you know expected to come back in the next few days potentially, but you never know. It's also a situation where you know general manager Jerry DePoto is hopping on radio and saying like if. Ty France comes back, rather than when Ty France comes back, and that's really concerning to hear. And so, you know, all these things plus you got the suspensions on top of it. It's just this team really cannot catch a break. And right now, it's entering, you know, it's right now in the midst of a very critical spot in its uh, in its schedule, where you know the schedule is starting to lighten up. Really, you know, the Padres are the first team above 500 that they face in a really really long time, Uh, and then they got the Blue Jays right after this. And, uh, you know, they're only three games under 500 now. They're playing a little bit better ball, even though the offense is still lagging behind. The rotation's been great. The bullpen's starting to to get a lot better. But, you know, this team is just... It's not deep enough to survive all of these injuries. And that's why we've seen the Carlos Santana trade, even though that's not very exciting. They just needed someone who has at least graded out as a league average hitter that can get on base some. And that's, <laughs> you know, it's not great, but it, it, you know, even when the trade was made, I went on this show and said, you know, it's, he's not amazing, but he is technically better than half of this lineup. <laughs> so, you know, so like, yay, I guess. So, you know, it's just, they're in a really, really tough spot. They, they got to figure out, you know, what team they want to be here over the next coming weeks. Cause you know, deadlines coming up in, in about a month here. And, uh, they don't have a lot to sell, but, you know, they, they need to buy, um, I, I would think, at least for 2023 in mind. And so, yeah, these next few games, including this this upcoming series here, this is going to be a real big test for them. And they're going in, you know, a uh, little light, like I said. So we'll see how it goes. We're going to be talking about more uh, more of the series in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this crossover episode is brought to you by Bet Online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's nhl playoffs and major league baseball BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores and betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and golf so head to the website today or you your mobile device and learn more about the trends and action bet online is where the game starts so hobby as i uh um, as i mentioned unfortunately ty france is out for series taylor Trammell is also out for the series boy. and he was he was both, playing, my, both my boys yeah yeah he was he was playing very well uh mm. before the injury as well I but, love uh, sure. yeah. yeah he's he's great he's a great dude he's cool. just he's a cool yeah dude. Uh, yeah, Everyone that you hear talk about Taylor Trammell is just like, I love that guy.
1: That guy's great. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing him on like baseball barbecue like three years ago or whatever. And I was like, this guy's so much fun. Like I'm really, I'm really pulling for him. Maybe he can be just a solid MLB player. I mean, when the Padres yeah. had him, I was really bullish on him. Probably because I just, good God, right after they traded Manny Margo, I was like, there's no outfielders here. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Taylor Trammell's the future. So maybe maybe <laughs> that was a mistake there, but like, you know, he's okay. And then you've got, of course, my my boy who, like, and I've made this joke a lot, so apologies for people who listen to my podcast, but, like, you know, like the community episode where there's, like, the darkest timelines and whatnot. Yeah. It's not the darkest, darkest timeline we're in. I think the darkest timeline we're in is if the Padres had made that trade for Joey Gallo and they gave up Mackenzie Gore and Abrams, which is what, reportedly, Ooh, the Rangers yeah. were asking for. That's the darkest, but we're in, like, the second – darkest and that's because of the Ty France trade which is just there is the happy timeline where Ty France is playing first base and the current first baseman for the Padres the ground ball gremlin is I don't know I'm coming home music plays and he's in Kansas City I don't know but sure, it's just man like the guy's a beast though he can just flat out hit and I'm actually kind of sad that he's not going to be playing this series I've been really enjoying watching him play as just a fundamentally sound hitter and then you know the rest of the team with the Mariners. I mean, I mean, Julio is just Julio has had good vibes ever since I think it was Adolis Garcia robbed him of a home run, and he kind of just like did the smile or whatever. Like he was just kind of <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me!" I mean, it was an amazing play. Uh, Julio has just got such good vibes. Everybody said he was slow. Nope. Stealing like (laughs) 25,000 bases. I've enjoyed that from him. And in general, the Mariners, I've always found to be just a very fun team to talk about, whether it's because of the the SB Nation video series on the history of the Mariners, which I love to rewatch every now and then, which is fantastic stuff. Everybody should go check that out. Um, But I'm wondering, my big question for you, and it's not necessarily about a specific player, but it's just, do you think that the hype or the belief in the Mariners this year it, was this a team that was really due for regression because of the run differential last year, and how, like historically, uh, at least maybe by Mariners standards, how clutch they were, which is still a good thing? But I'm wondering, like, mm. should they maybe have been uh, bullish on playing for this year? Should they have made those some of those moves, right, the Robbie Ray move and the w- mm. move for Jesse Winker and Yunes Suarez, or should they have maybe waited a little bit before firing the bullets and whatnot, uh, considering that maybe last year was just a little bit. Uh, a little bit more fortunate, you know?
0: Well, I think it was absolutely time to start spending some money, start mm-hmm. acquiring major league talent that was going to help you now, not guys that you're banking on helping you down the road. Um, you know, last year they weren't a 90 win team, you know, however you slice it. Yes, they won nine, 90 games, but uh, you just look at the way that that roster was constructed a lot of guys you know playing to their 90th percentile at times and you know um the bullpen being one of the best in baseball and the rotation being you know just good enough to to get by and give them chances to win games and and like you mentioned they were so incredibly clutch and and again a big reason for that was the bullpen and the bullpen significantly regressed uh to start this year because as we all know bullpens are highly volatile you know they can be amazing you know one year and just be at the bottom of the league the next year and the bu- uh, the bullpen has leveled out since uh, um and it's been pretty good for for the last month or so but it was really really bad and on top of that you had injuries and you had um some of their additions like jesse winker was off to an awful start to the year yeah. like playing yeah like you know this is a guy that whenever he's been healthy has been a you know, statistically a top 10 hitter in baseball. And he was just, he was probably like their seventh or eighth best hitter for a while there. Um, and that's just, you know, it's like you mentioned, like Eugenio Suarez was probably the best part of that deal so far. That's a bad thing. Even though that Suarez yeah. has been really good mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. all things considered, that's a bad thing that that that's the case. And mm. so, you know, just some of these things have happened. Robbie Ray was disappointing to start things. Uh, and My I know boy. you wrote... A, yeah, I know that you wrote an article about him, and ever since though, he's been amazing. He pitched me. I know, Nate.
1: I know. So you're welcome, Mariners Nation. Look, <laughs> I adore Robbie Ray. Like I love, 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 yeah. love, love. Is it the pants, Robbie Ray? Is it the pants? It's it's the thick boy pants, and it's funny yeah. because I, I will say I wrote an article for Just Baseball, is what Ty is referencing. I got bullied into that. I, I swear, like everybody was just because it, everyone was saying like, "Oh my God, we have someone there on staff who would just." like hates Robbie Ray and is like, this guy gives up home runs like crazy. I told everyone he'd be bad. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Even though I had written about the signing and I thought it was a Mm. high floor signing in the sense that this is a guy, maybe a more pricey Sean Mania, where he's going to have a high three ERA, but get a lot of strikeouts and have some really good performances. For five years, I liked the deal for the Mariners and I should have stuck with my guns on that. But I will say, I don't like Robbie Ray as much now. And it's not for some other reasons that may or may not have to do entirely with baseball, but it is the fact that I I, I liked him when he was a one point six whip guy that struck mm. out had a K per nine of fourteen and an ERA above six. He was the <laughs> Joey Gallo of pitchers, man. It was a walk, the coolest strikeout you've ever seen, or an absolute nuke from like the eighth best. Yeah, it was the most entertaining thing this year. Even when, when he was bad, you might be saying, oh, well, you're probably enjoying this, right? There was only one OG, like, fun Robbie Ray start. Otherwise, it's just been him getting, like, kind of beat up and walking batters. Sure. The Astros one from a few weeks ago when he was oh, getting yeah. lit up in the first few innings. That one was a lot of fun. But otherwise, it, it's not the same. It's that second half when he got traded to the Blue Jays at first. Some yeah. of those D-backs years. Every single time you throw that CV on, you're going to get some good entertainment. But, I mean, in fairness <laughs> for the Mariners, at least he's been really great lately. I know that his last like four yeah. starts, maybe like a run or so in each. I know he pitched really well today. He had 12 strikeouts. So um, that's, that's really good news. It seems like the biggest good yeah, news right now for the Mariners.
0: Yeah, he's only allowed three runs over his last five starts. Um, Nice. And I think that's like thirty something innings. Um, And uh, he—it's really because he's—he's found this sinker, this two seam fastball that uh, he's—that he used to throw uh, back in Arizona, and he kind of stopped throwing it. He did throw it for like one year a couple years ago, and then just went away from it again, and was completely had completely gone away from it again this year to start the year. Then in that Astros start that you're referencing. Uh, after he gave up the three home runs to the Astros on that start, he started using the two-seamer. He was generating weak contact. He was getting ground balls. Mm-hmm. And that's the mm-hmm. thing, too, is like you look back at Arizona, Robbie Ray, like 2015 to 2017, Robbie Ray was a ground ball strikeout heavy pitcher. That's who he was. And he would obviously give up home runs. That would that would happen. Mm-hmm. That's just what's going to happen with him. Um, but so far far he's been implementing this two-seamer again it's been great it's been a great pitch for him and he's starting to uh you know he's starting to find uh a, a feel for his slider as well he used the slider heavy day against the a's and just dominated them with it he generated 11 swings and misses with just that one pitch nice. and um and he had 27 whiffs in this game um
1: Jeez. which is a season season right
0: <laughs> 37% called strike plus whiffs. Of course, it's against the A's. And his last few starts have been against you know lower quality opponents. You know he faced the Orioles. He also faced the A's again. He faced an Angels lineup without Shohei Otani or Jared Walsh in it. Um, mm. But he also did this against a really good Red Sox lineup. To be fair, so um, you know it's been it's been good stuff from from Robbie Ray. Uh, you guys are, of course, not going to be uh, seeing him. Uh, you're instead going to be seeing Chris Flexen, who we'll see. Uh, the last time Chris Maybe Flexen flex pitched us, in San Diego. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the last time that he pitched in San Diego, the Padre is very much flexed on him. So, <laughs> yeah, not not very Can looking forward that to you that
1: line by any chance? I don't know. Do, do you have that stat line in front
0: of you? Uh, I'm let's, just wondering.
1: No, 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 it's okay. I was just trying to embarrass. I was just yeah, trying to embarrass the boy. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't want to be mean to the Mariners fans too much. Yeah, know you guys yeah, are. yeah.
0: Let's let's not relive that because that hey, was a very dark I really time enjoyed last the pizza season.
1: Thing from last week too. So, the, the pizza you know, like, thing. The pizza thing, thing was, cool. was 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 just great. You know, what I mean, it was yeah. lovely. Uh, shouts to the person on Twitter who did that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the series is going to be pretty cool. I always love any interleague challenge yeah. and this this fun little thing and. Who knows? Maybe both of our teams will be making a a similar trade uh, again, because that's just what they like to do uh, is just make these very weird trades. I cannot get a vibe for your boy, Jerry Depoto, who apparently was making trades while on a hospital bed at one point. And then he makes really smart trades, and then people get mad at him from the clubhouse, but then it ends up working, and then everyone's yeah. like, cool, never mind, this was good, and then he gets mm-hmm. Ty France, but then you're like, wait a minute, why is Jesse Winker back?" Very odd GM, uh, I-, I would say. It's just everything. You can't be normal in Seattle, Ty. Like, it's just, it's no. literally not allowed. It's, um, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's, 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 it's impossible. like, e- even for your other teams, the Seattle Seahawks they've never played a normal game it's never happened it,
0: it's just, tr- yeah yeah they've never played a normal game ever you had the ever.
1: coolest name ever for a basketball team in the Supersonics and they're not there anymore it's just there's no yeah. th- there's like mean town of Philly where it's just like the jerks then there's when it, when it, by
0: the way, when did American this CL? turn into the Hurt Ty podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks suck Look. now. The Sonics are gone. The Mirrors suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'll take the Sonics one. The Sonics one was totally out of pocket. That was my fault. I don't you, know why. You, you want to take a to shot at the Kraken
0: now? You can take a <laughs> shot at the Kraken if you want as well. <laughs> Talking no, about love the... the
1: Kraken. Love the Kraken. Release the damn Kraken. More teams need to have better names
0: absolutely absolutely all right so before we hop off here let me uh let me get a prediction out of you what are you feeling
1: uh i'm feeling a spirit split um i think that the pods are in a little bit of a weird spot right now i don't feel great i I don't know it's just there's just a lot of questions with some of their offensive players and also i think that i don't know there's something about clevenger for this start i can't get a good read on him I don't mm-hmm. know. He might go out and shove. I mean, he did really good the other day, which was awesome. Uh, when he's been kind of pitching and healthy, Mike Clevenger, who we didn't get a chance to talk about, will talk about, has actually been pretty good. And I actually really like to defend that trade because I, I don't think that it's a bad trade if the player gets hurt necessarily. I think that that's just unfortunate, bad luck. While the Ty France one is absolutely like, yeah, we we got we got we got fleeced on that trade while the Mike Clemage, it's not like he knew after two starts, AJ Preller, my boy, that the guy was going to need Tommy John surgery. Right? Like that's just kind of unfortunate luck. So I'm curious to see how he pitches. Um, But for the most part, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't like predicting series to be perfectly honest with you.
0: Yeah, no, you know, we, we would do this like, Pick to click, take to rake thing, you know, for a while. And it just kind of felt like we were always, uh, you know, uh, cursing the players that we picked. So we kind of just stopped doing that. But uh, I'll throw out a prediction. Why not? Um,
1: Go
0: for it. Mares gets swept, probably. (laughs) We're being being real. Like, all right, because here's the thing for all the reasons that I mentioned, the injuries, the suspension, you know, to Winker and everything, because Winker has been playing a lot better lately. He's been one of their best Mm -hmm. offensive players lately. So that is a pretty huge Mm -hmm. blow right now. He kills the momentum, yeah. Um I don't think Chris Flexen's going to be able to keep it close enough today uh for the for the Mariners cuz like the Mariners offense if we're being real about it barring some crazy out of nowhere explosion which could happen to be fair it is baseball but mm-hmm. they're probably only going to be able to score a couple runs. I don't think that Flexen's going to be able to keep the Padres on the board just for a couple of runs. Um so the the key game here really to me is the Clevenger versus Gilbert start. Gilbert yeah. is very much capable of...
1: Yeah. Logan Gilbert. We didn't talk about him, yeah.
0: Yeah, Logan Gilbert is very much capable of limiting this Padres offense. So that could give the Mariners a chance here because, again, I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough runs um, just given the, the lack of firepower that they have throughout the lineup because, like, the top of the lineup is fine. It's just the, you know... Basically five through nine is uh, a black hole for the most part. And anything that you get out of that is a bonus. So um, yeah, I, I, I think this is a possible sweep for the, uh, for the Padres could be a series split. I don't think that there's any chance that the Mariners get a sweep in San Diego Uh, again, barring some crazy out of nowhere explosion that no one foresees, (laughs) but Hey, it's, Hey,
1: we are in uncertain times. I'll tell you that much. And in in, in sports world, especially, you just never know. You never know, man. You never know. Who knows what the Mariners are going to do? They might all of a sudden pluck Frankie Montas out of nowhere. I don't care if it's in the division. Maybe they'll trade anymore.
0: Maybe the Mariners (laughs) will trade for Kevin Durant.
1: Hey, maybe they will. Why not? (laughs) Let's just do it. Everybody. Enough is enough. Let's just go balls (laughs) to the wall. That's it. Oh, my gosh. I am ready. Sports are back. All right. uh, Sports are back. Sports are back and shouts <laughs> to everybody. Uh I was in North Carolina. That's why you didn't get any episodes. The hotel Wi-Fi was weird and was very mean to me. Um, but shout out North Carolina, cool place.
0: Shout out to North Carolina. That's where Kyle <laughs> Seeger is from. Uh <laughs> that's all I got on North Carolina. Thank yeah, you for Michael enough. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners Locked On Padres crossover special for Javier Reyes. I'm Tiny Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and LO underscore Padres. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, T-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Javier at Javi Peño. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every single day. Now make your second listen of the day. Locked on MLB Prospects host, Lindsey Crosby, is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever. You get your podcast just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Come on, come on.